Okay. Hori, how are you? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, but you've just said you've got COVID. That's not a good start. No, no. Well, you know, that's the times we live in, mate. You, <laughs> That's you know, if you haven't had it at least twice now, um, no, well. then you're missing out. No, well, that's right. Listen, um, I, I wanted to have a chat to you about um, not just running, but just the your six-foot track journey because you've done so much running. I've been thinking about this on my ride today when I got a flat tyre as I was running back. Um, Oh, really? Oh. Oh, <laughs> um, that's one thing I hate about riding, flat tyres. I don't know how to fix them. yeah, I fixed it all right, but I think I pinched it again, so I had no spares and I couldn't get the pump to work. But my my it's not my first memory of you, um, Horry, Horry Glenn. Everyone gets confused. Horry's your cool. Timmy's in the background. Your um, your cool running name. I'm Yeah. um, my first memory that's really vivid of you and running. It was a a Striders run at Lane Cove, and I'd signed up in two thousand and five just to get a bit of run some runs in on the Saturday morning to build strength for six foot track in two thousand and five. And I'm pretty sure it was the same year for you. And you ran 42 minutes, collapsed on the finish line, and went to hospital. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes, I do. I do remember that. How long had you been running at that stage, and what One, happened? one of one of about three, one of about three trips to hospital following, um, you know, ten k races. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think um, <clears throat> my I, I got a sort of problem with my blood sugar levels, and when they when they when I overexert myself, um, they just run too low, and basically I just run out of energy and I collapse. And uh, and you know, luckily every time it's happened, I've gone to hospital. Uh, they've run tests on my heart, and there's no problem. You know there. No major problems to my heart, but you know they just say you just got to take it a bit easier. Yeah, So yeah, yeah, and and you, and you listen to the advice, don't you? oh, you do. You have to, you know. So now, you know, in shorter races, I, I don't push myself nearly as hard as I used to. So, but at that stage, how long had you been running, and when did you decide to do the six foot track, and how did you hear about it? Right, um, I've been running um, probably about. A year and a half before that, I started again. Like I ran when I was younger, but I started again in two thousand and three. Uh, City to Surf was was my first run back, um, two thousand and three. Um, and yeah, I, I joined Striders in about March of two thousand and four because I there was a magazine at the time called Runners World. And uh, and I bought it, and it was a really good magazine. Uh, this this particular issue that I bought because um, in it um, they um, they had a pictorial and a story on the six foot track, right? Because it was around that time of year, and um, and I went. I said to Belinda, "Wow, have a look at this. There's this run that goes from Katoomba to Janolan Caves." You know, and then um, said, that's amazing. You know, like I'd never heard of anything like that. You know what I mean? Trail running or anything like that. And um, and then I um, I read through, and then and I was starting to get ideas of running my first marathon later that year at Gold Coast Marathon. And I, I thought, right then, I need to if I'm going. I, 
I need to sort of come up with a plan because it, it was about March and I hadn't till July. So I had about four months. I had about like, it was about 17 or 18 weeks out. And um, and so I started reading through. They also had an article on marathon training and what you needed to do to build up for a marathon. And um, and one of the um, one of the things was they said you should find a good group to train with because it's very hard to do the long runs that you need to do for a marathon on your own. And um, I went, okay, so I should join a club. I said, well, this, this is one Saturday, right? So it, it happened over sort of several hours. I, I, I was reading through this magazine and then so it said join a club. And then another part of it talked about good running websites, right? And in it was coolrunning.com.au. And I went, oh, okay. Because this website has everything you need to know about running it. You know, you can find a club, you can um, you find all the events. And I went, oh, wow. And so I looked on it, I found it, and um, and I was just amazed with everything that was on this website, you know, including the message boards, which I, you know, had no idea. That's not the reason I went onto it in the first place. But I, I just came across that and people were talking about events. I went, oh, wow. Like, I said to Belinda, look, there's this whole sort of subculture out there, you know, where they're talking about all these things that the average person just doesn't know about, you know. And um, so I, um, the rest of that day I was just looking at the boards. I was looking at they had a function in there, find a running club. And uh, and they said, you know, so had all running clubs in Sydney, and then um, and so I looked at what the training consisted of and what would be most appropriate. And then I found Sydney Striders and said, we do group runs of up to thirty k's every Sunday. And I thought, that's what you need. That's what that's what the magazine said I needed to do. I need to find a running club to, you know, you know, a group to do these 30K training runs with. So um, so I joined that day, joined Striders that day as well. And then um, I thought, oh, I said to Belinda, oh, I just joined today. Do you reckon I can go for the run tomorrow? <laughs> she, goes, she goes, I don't know. Is there a number you can call? So, yes, there was. There was a um, – There were, after I joined it, Tom, on the Striders website said, you know, contact us. So I rang this number. And I spoke to Steve Jackson and I said, hi, I've just joined the club and it mentions that you do these um, training runs of up to 30 kilometres every week. I said, "Um, would I be able to join in tomorrow? And he goes, oh, that's an odd request. I've never had a request like this before. He said, yeah, but if you've joined, yeah, there's no worries. Of course you can, you know. So he said, do you know where it is? I said, yeah, I looked at your calendar. It's out at, um, uh, was out at uh, Deepwater Reserve or something, out at, oh, yeah. um, uh, out that way, just past Willoughby, you know what I mean? And uh, so Roseville, I think, you know. Oh, so yeah, anyway, yeah. So, um, so he said, yeah, just go along, ask the host, tell them you're new, tell them um, Stephen sent you and, and he'll, He'll 
sort of match you up with somebody of your ability. Okay. So anyway, I turned up the next day and next morning and I was there and it was very busy. I was a bit overawed because there was like so many people there and um, and they were talking about, you know, a lot of people were getting ready for the six-foot track marathon the next week so they weren't going to run too long and, and, that, and I went, wow, it's all happening here, you know. So anyway, um, I, I this bloke said, oh, what do you run 10K in? And I hadn't done a 10K race in like 20 years. <laughs> I said, oh, I don't know. I said, when I ran 20 years ago, I did it in about 40 minutes, but I, I've got no idea what I'd do with it now. And uh, he went, oh, oh, you'd be too fast for us. So I go, no, 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 I'm not too fast for you. I'm, I'm really, I'm just starting up again. I've probably been running for about six, six to eight months at this stage. You know what I mean? I said, so... You know, I, I I haven't done any races since I've been back running. It's just been training, um, and I'm now I'm you know wanting to run my first marathon in July. I'm just here to do the long runs. And he said, okay. Um, and so anyway, he introduced me to Jim Moody, oh, yeah. and um, and Jim Moody was taking the marathon training group at that time, and um, he said, yeah, well, you know, we're in the middle of getting ready for Canberra, which is next month. So you've probably come at a bad time because, you know, the, the group's doing 30K today. And I went, oh, okay. Um, I said, well, I ran 20 last week. Uh, 30 might be a bit much. Oh, I was thinking maybe 25. He said, yeah, well, I'm doing six foot next week, so I might – Drop back to twenty five. I might do twenty five myself, and you can you can come with me. Oh, okay, great. So I'm running along, and you know, and he's going, How, "How's it going?" And I'm going, "Oh, it's a bit slow." <laughs> and he goes, "It's training pace." Because I at that stage I had no idea that you ran slower in training. Like every run that I did, I just went out and ran. You know what I mean? Like no. No idea that, you know, if you're running long, you have to take it easier. So anyway, so because we were taking it easier, yeah, it was a tough tough um, course, quite hilly and that. And, you know, kept checking in with me, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, yeah, yeah. And anyway, we got to a, the point where you can turn off for 25. He said, we can turn off here, but if you 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 look like you're handling it well, do you reckon you could do 30? Because I'm thinking I'm, I might do 30 with the group. I'll go, yeah, let's do 30. So we did 30 and, uh, yeah. That, and then, that is a wonderful story. So you, so you've, you've, you've gone from that, you've joined the Striders. Um, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, your first six-foot track was 2005. That's right. It was a year after I joined, yeah. That's right. Um, um, I was doing as well, but this is not about me, it's about you. Um, you probably were running Quarry Road at that stage. Well, you introduced me to Quarry Road. I remember I wasn't going – I wanted to, because um, from the minute I joined Striders, I couldn't believe just how much talk there was about the six foot track. You know, this this um, race that I'd read about in the magazine, that's all anybody was talking about when I that first run. Everybody was talking about the six foot track, six foot track. And and so as soon as you've sort of been running with the Striders for a while, you'd be inevitably, you'd be asked, are you doing the six foot track? <laughs> you know what I mean. And uh, and uh, I said, yeah, I'd like to do it one day, but um, 
But when I, um, in about October, I think, of 2004, I signed up with Pat Carroll for online training. Um, because I just, I'd run my first marathon at Gold Coast in July. I didn't go as well as I'd hoped. Um, blew up at 30K, basically. And uh, anyway, did a, had a few walk breaks between then and the finish, but still ended up with, a, you know, pretty decent time of about, I think, 3.42, you know. So it was pretty much what I was hoping for originally. But then I, I started getting, oh, maybe I can go a bit quicker. And that's the problem. I didn't start off a bit too quick and yeah. couldn't sustain it. But, yeah, so my idea was when I joined Pat Carroll, I'd, I'd go uh, and do Canberra Marathon the next year and, and try to get under 3.30. And um, so anyway... Um, everybody was doing the six-foot track. Everybody in Shriders, then by that stage I'd become active on the Cool Running message boards. Everybody on Cool Running was doing it. and um, and But I thought, no. I said to Pat, oh, do you reckon I could just do it as a training run? He goes, no, you don't do the six-foot track as a training run. Have you, have, you, have, you, have you seen how tough it is? And I said, oh, yeah, I looked at the course profile. Looks pretty hilly. I said, but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be smashing myself. I said, oh, you know, just just be sort of jogging it with a few mates. He goes, oh, I've never heard anybody say they're just going to go and jog the six foot track. And I, I honestly, I had no idea what I was talking about because I hadn't even been out there for a training run, right? And so, anyway, so he said, no, you're not going to run it. You're going to you. Goals Canberra Marathon and so anyway, I was training hard and then as you mentioned earlier, I um I then had the um I then had that episode at the, the Lane Cove 10K That's where February from Emory. February, yeah, it was and it was very hot and humid and I was and Pat Carroll had, had laid down the challenge for me to break 40 minutes. And at that stage, I hadn't even gone under 42 minutes. I thought it was a bit ambitious, but, and again, he's the coach. He knows what sessions I've been doing. He knows he wouldn't tell me to do something I'm not capable of. And anyway, it ended up, it was going really well for the first half. I remember I was, I, I got the halfway pretty much just under 20. So I thought, yeah, downhill on the way back, I should be able to do it. And then I was, then at about seven or eight k, I just everything just became a blur, and I, I just I blacked out basically. I was still moving, but I I'd lost sort of my consciousness, my awareness of what was going on around me, and uh, and apparently what they tell me, I got to the finish line just after I got to the finish line, I just collapsed, you know. So yeah, so anyway, I I um I got taken to hospital and I was in there. I started sort of scratching my head, talking to the doctors, trying to work out what happened. And um, anyway, I decided then and there, I'm not, you know, bugger this, you know, going all out for fast times now. You know what I mean? I, I'm, um, so I emailed Pat Carroll saying, look, mate, Sorry, but I don't know if you heard, but I collapsed on Saturday and I, I've decided not to continue with your program and thanks for all your help, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
and then okay. yeah, I because in my initial feelings was I wanted to blame him because he set me each you know set the bar too high, try to get me running faster than I was capable of. So it's a bit hard, you know. You're online coach, you've never met him, you know what I mean? It was just uh, he doesn't know me, I don't know him, and you know you just. But he knew from the times I was doing in my, my sessions, he knew that I was probably pretty much close to it anyway. Uh, but, you know, he probably didn't know the course profile of Wayne Cove being so hilly. You know, I don't know. Anyway, so there I was in hospital, you know, contemplating what went wrong. And um, and then, of course, all the talk was still about six-foot track the next month, right? And Dave Gray come in to, to visit me. And um, <clears throat> he said, oh, how are you going? I said, yeah, yeah. I, feel, I just want to get out of here now. I'm, you know, I feel like I've recovered. Don't think they can do anything more in here for me. I just want to get home. And um, But they wouldn't let me go home until I had did the st- stress test, the cardiac stress test. So anyway, I thought, and I said, you're not going to believe this. He said, oh, how are you feeling? You know, have you been re-evaluating things? I said, yeah, I have actually. I said, you're not going to believe what, what I'm going to tell you next. And he goes, okay, what is it? I said, I've decided to, to chuck in Pat Carroll and I want to enter the six-foot track next month. Because that, that's it. back in those days, you, there was no... There was no caps. There was like no entry limits. Um, I remember we we talked to Kevin Tiller at one point. Are you ever going to put a cap on this race? Oh, I don't know. Um, you know, at the moment, I think at back in those days they used to get about six or seven hundred. He said we can cope with six or seven hundred. There's been no need to to put any limits on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he goes, we might have to have that conversation one day, but until we get to that point, it's just yet. Yeah, so, and I was going to volunteer that, and I so I, anyway, I I rang him and said, "Look, I hate to do this to you a couple of weeks out from the event, but um, I, I can't volunteer for you." Oh, that's okay. Oh, yeah. What what what's the reason? If you don't mind me asking, I said, "I'm going to enter. I'm going to run." <laughs> anyway, he, he, he just shook his head. He went, "Oh, okay." I said, oh, I'm not racing it. I just want to, you know, I just want to go out. I just want to go and experience it. You know what I mean? Well, and you so, definitely did. So, so let's recap here. You you started back running. You did. Uh, you, you collapsed and was in hospital a month beforehand. You had a good relationship with a coach that didn't quite work because of the speed, but you left on good terms. And you three yeah. weeks later, you were um um. You're at the six foot track. So let's go to race day now. But before we do It was that, about five weeks, five five weeks from collapse day to six foot. Yeah. Okay. So um, and, and 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 four weeks, the week before, because you'd been doing a lot of runs out at Quarry Road, yep. getting ready for your six foot debut. Um, we decided to you you decided to introduce me to I said, Oh, let's go and have a run out at Quarry Road. So we met on a Saturday afternoon. There was me, you, Sebastian. And uh, I think Fergus from memory, there was about four of us went out there and, and, and did a lap of Quarry Road. And, uh, yeah, so there we were. Next week, we are at the six-foot track. 
So before we go to this one race, let's just jump forward to 2023. How many six-foot tracks have you done to get this context? I've done 16 now. Right, 16. So we're not going to do all 16. Let's go um, to the first race and let's yeah. have a bit of a synopsis of that one because I want to keep this little, you know, this chat tight so we don't go on too long. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's jump to um, race day. And I remember very well, but my story can come another time. Let's have your version. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go for so, it. So um, we got up to there on the Friday afternoon. We drove to the start line and and um, I said to Blin, I want to have a look at what this what, what this track's all about. Anyway, I, I just walked down to the gate of Nellie's Glen and even that was I'm going, geez, this is this is you know a lot tougher than what I thought. Maybe I've bitten off more than I can chew, you know what I mean? Um, I said anyway, I've signed up now. So anyway, we went back to our hotel the next day. Got got up. Got there, and, and as you can remember, there was quite a few of us that year doing our first six-foot track, and uh, and it, it was it was just you know, a bundle of nervous uh, energy, excitement, you know what I mean? It was just unbelievable. We were all, I guess, in a bit of a bewilderment of what what we've done to ourselves. I remember talking, seeing you and you look absolutely petrified <laughs> at one point. And uh but I think we were all feeling that way. We were really just we just didn't know what what we'd sort of done. We knew it was gonna be big, but um yeah, so back in those days they didn't really put you into starting ways or or maybe they did, but I remember thinking um when Kevin asked me what wave do I want to go in, I said, I'll just go in the back wave, you know, like, because I really just want to have a run with blue, you know. And um, <clears throat> anyway, so they put me in the, the last wave. But little did I know, they put you in the starting wave ahead of me. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, that, oh, that didn't work out, did it? So like my idea of just, you know, going to the six-foot track, having a nice friendly run with you and, you know, chewing the fat while we ran and that just didn't didn't turn out. So, and yeah, so. End, I'll just jump in there. In the end, it was the right decision because you caught me, but you'll get to that later on. Yeah, yeah. So so what, what we decided to do, I was um, with Sebastian running down to um, the, the single track at, um, at Cox's River. And we're all, there was this big Congo line and, and um, and we we we'd already we decided we were going to go on what we called our clue hunt. <laughs> and, and we shout, I'll shout out clue to see if you could hear me. I didn't know how far ahead of me you were at that point, but we were just having fun. And and then we're running along the single track in this Congo line. And and uh, my first lesson about technical trail running: don't take your eyes off the trail because yeah. you know. One minute, Sebastian's saying, oh, I said, I wonder where Plue is. Oh, he said, he's popping down at Cox's River with his laptop doing a mid-race before. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, even back then, you were a prolific vlogger. And uh, and we thought, oh, you probably set the laptop up, got to take a few photos, you know, like letting people know how your, your six-foot track race is going. And next minute, I'm laughing and... 
not looking at where I'm going, and then the next minute, bang, straight down. I, I had about two or three falls on that single track that day going down the Cox's River just because I wasn't used to running technical single track. You know what I mean? You, you, where you've got to you've got to watch where your feet are going every step. Rather, than, I was I was a, I wanted to admire the view. I wanted to see the river. I've never seen the river. You know, like here I am in this place I've never been before. But you know, as we've learned since then, six foot tracks not a sightseeing run. <laughs> You've got to focus on what you're doing. So yeah, so yeah, we got down the river and it was good. And then, then um, so that's around fourteen k's, and we have mini mini up about fifteen. Yeah, about fifteen k's, fifteen k's, and and um, anyway, we crossed the river, and um, and then we, you know, the first bit of an incline, because oh, we been the quarry road the week before and we were running the inclines, I just started running. And um and Sebastian goes, Oh, I don't run, I don't run after the river. Uh, what are you talking about? Oh no mate, no, they, you'll see how steep they are, mate. You don't run. And I'm going, Oh, okay. Well I'm gonna run the bits I can run and I guess I'll see you later. <laughs> so I, I said, I'm gonna see I, I'm gonna see if I can catch a flu. <laughs> so I'm going anyway. to pause, pause you here now because as I was running along, faster runners than me were coming from your way, were passing me. And I had on the back of my um, shirt, I had the um, Striders top on that race. It's actually behind me now. It's up there. And on the yeah. back of it in yellow, I had blue written on it. And people, That's it. people were running by me saying, there's some guy behind you calling out your name. You better wait for him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I said, every, everybody would have heard me. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Yeah, so anyway, I, I, I started, uh, I was still running the bits I could, and then, then of course, as it got steep, I just started hiking and and uh, and just, you know, you know, just what was unfolding in front of me, like here, we, I'd never seen these climbs before, and and uh, really quite big, and we were just marching, and and in my head, the vision I got was um, of um, the prisoners of war, you know, on the on on the death march. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, oh, this is what they must have felt like. But the only thing is, we're not walking to our death. We're we're going to Janolan Caves, you know. So, um, but you know, just because of how the I guess how arduous it was and how tough it was, and and I'm thinking and like. Sebastian's words are still ringing in my ear. You don't run there, yeah, no. You weren't. We weren't running there, mate. So, but even you know, I was. I developed quite a a quick hike, considering I hadn't done any training for it. But I I was very fit at, at that stage. So, um, I just started walking and and then um, you know started catching quite a few. And then um, then I remember on one climb up towards the saddle, I caught Sarge. And um, and he was doing his first one as well, like a lot of us. And so anyway, we ran together over the saddle, sort of together down to Allen Creek, and um, and then we we got to the, the first of the creek crossings. And I was still in the mode, oh, you don't get your sh you don't get your feet wet, you know, because people weren't crossing the river. When we crossed the river, we did it. We sort of skipped stones, so we didn't get our feet wet. But I've since realised it's all the sort of grit that you get from the 
bottom of Cox's River that gets in your shoes that's a problem. It's not so much getting your feet wet. But uh, so I'm here I am dilly-dallying across this creek and Sarge just ploughed on straight straight on through. And that was the last I saw of him. He, he, I think he put about 15 minutes on on me from there to the finish. I remember uh, that because I um, because I remember I crossed the creek and I um basically fell on my face on purpose and sort of waded across to have not have my feet <laughs> in the sand. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, so anyway, yeah, just kept from you know just hiking up those hills and and uh, and every now and again I'd call out woo, and then I think not long before the pluviometer, as it turned out. There you were, just up ahead. I went, oh, you're here. I, I remember I, that because like you, I was meeting people that I had met online and hadn't seen for a while. And Pete Trumper ran up behind me with Jane. And um, and Jenny knows Pete from school days. And, um, oh, and, right, okay. and, and Pete worked with my brother at the time. So we were chatting away. And then we both heard you call out Pluvio, Plu, Plu, Pluvio or something <laughs> like that. Anyway, Pete and Jane kept on running. And um, and then you so, soon caught me, and we chatted for a couple of minutes. And then you went past. Now, from memory, Pluvio is about five k's climb, isn't it? With switchbacks. Yeah, about four. From the bottom of um, Allen Creek to Pluvio is probably about four four k, four four and a half k. Yeah. Long climb. Anyway, I, you were long gone. You were on the Black Range by the time I got to the top. What happened for the rest of the race then? Yeah, I, I just. I, I just remember just being in the zone and um, having all the aid stations there. Like you, you, you never felt like you're thirsty. It was really good and just you know, you know, running and walking and just passing a lot of people. Yeah. Now these days, when I do it, everybody's passing me. But that first one, I was I was just enjoying. It. I was having a time. I was having a ball. You know what I mean? Like it was just. Because I, cause I hadn't planned to run it, just being out there and just doing it and just realising how much fun it was, you know. Like, honestly, that first run there was just uh, – I just thought of it as just a magical day out. It wasn't in my mind as, oh, I've got to do this race. It was just I was out on an adventure. You know, so, so, you, so you got to the end of Black Range, then you did deviation, the sort of the ups and downs and ups and downs, cross the um, Geoma Caves Road and then headed on the downhill bit. Tell yeah. me how you were feeling when you got to the concrete pathway and could hear the crowd. Yeah, I, I remember passing quite a few people uh, in that section from Caves Road and and um, and uh, I said the Barry Rudder is a long-time strider, you know, he, he's about ten years older than me or so, and um, and I said, oh, I said, mate, it's all downhill from here. He goes, yeah, but that's no good if you're cramping. And I was that first year, cause, maybe because I wasn't pushing that hard, I didn't really get any major cramp issues. So I was just, I was just trotting along, passing, still passing lots of people, and um, yeah, and then I, and then he got to. Um, the con concrete, as you say, you, you know, like just near Carlotta's Arch there, and uh, and I could hear the noise from down below, and it was like, wow, I'm I'm going to finish, you know what I mean? And I just I remember like just the emotion that the closer I got to the finish, and then when I finished, it was just 
the feeling was just amazing. You know, that that finish of the six-foot track, I don't think any of all the races I've done, I don't, nothing beats it. You know what I mean? Because you're it, it, it just in this sort of small area where there's a lot of people, a lot of people shouting and the cowbells ringing and, you know what I mean? It was just magical. I can still remember. And Belinda was there at the finish line waiting for me. So, yeah, no, it was really, really special feeling. Remember? I was mm. just to my right, if you can't see it because it's been in the past, I've got that photo that Mohammed took of you, myself, Belinda, and I think Auntie Karen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a great photo. That's a I, I I I noticed that you had that in a frame. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah. it's a good photo. That's a very that's the sort of race where you. Saw, I remember signing off Cool Running the night before on the Friday, um, saying "See you on the other side," and it's a bit. Mm. It is. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the first time. Well, listen, mm. I, that's a wonderful start for the first of the sixteen. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If only they were all that good. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have another chat um, in relation to the the rest of them. But other races you've done, like you know, Badwater. I keep forgetting that. And you did Western States too, didn't you? Yeah, Western States is, is part of the and and you've part, done the Coast of Cozzy. Part of the uh, Aussie Assault did Western States yeah, in 07. Yeah, um, three Coast of Cozzies. Because, so we could, we could go forever talking about this. I'm going to pull up stumps on this one now and stop okay. the recording. But um, okay. stay there. And um, is there anything else you want to sort of just add from the point of view of those, I guess, pioneering days and and your journey to that point? Oh, uh, yeah. Like what I loved about it back then was just the simplicity of it. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it, there wasn't it wasn't mainstream like i said i didn't know about it until i read this magazine um and then but once i got into it i realized what a big sort of subculture it was and uh and it was really cool back then to start you know from that then you know going into the longer distance events because of the people you met you just met some wonderful crazy people that were doing you know crazy things that i'd never thought was possible so yeah, whereas now, there's just so much hype. Yeah. And look, that's a wonderful way to finish it. And I think, you know, you've inspired me to have this chat with you. And I think we might have chats with other people, McLean, because I think mm. it'll be really yeah. fun to hear people's stories. All right. Yeah. Thanks so much. I'm going to pause this now, but we'll chat offline. Okay. Okay. Later, mate. Take care. All right. Thank you.